Shiloh, as you're watching us wherever you are, we just want you to lift your voices and sing with us as we lift the name of Jesus on high.
want to talk to you for a few minutes from the subject, tell Jesus. Tell Jesus. When life becomes difficult and times become hard, it has the potential to either bring out the best or the worst in us. No matter what we say when all is well, the true test of our spirituality depends on how we react in times of tribulation. Certainly, these are such times. We've arrived at the sixth month of 2020, and yet this year has turned our world upside down. On January 20th, the first confirmed case of COVID-19 was diagnosed in the United States. Since then, as of Friday, there have been 2,016,027 confirmed cases in the United States, resulting in nearly 114,000 deaths. The nation's economy has been thrown into complete turmoil. Joblessness has skyrocketed to Depression-era numbers, and the economy has fallen into recession for the first time in a decade. Governments and businesses are so intent on mitigating the economic fallout that they have begun too soon, in my estimation, reopening the economy, which has caused a resurgence of confirmed cases in recent days. African Americans and people of color have been disproportionately affected by the virus because of systemic issues regarding health care, diet, and nutrition. And nobody knows how bad things will get before they get better. On February 23rd, Ahmaud Arbery was killed in Georgia for running while black in what someone perceived was the wrong neighborhood. On March 13th, Breonna Taylor was wrongly killed by law enforcement for sleeping while black in her own home in Louisville, Kentucky. On May 25th, George Floyd was effectively lynched while in the custody of law enforcement in Minneapolis, Minnesota for allegedly using counterfeit currency to make a convenience store purchase. Even though he offered no resistance and was compliant to the officers, 
the especially heinous callousness of Floyd's death caught on video with people begging for the officer to stop with Floyd crying out that he could not breathe sparked protests and marches across this nation and around the world that are continuing even now where people are demanding an end to systemic and historic racism and abuses of authority by law enforcement. All of this while the federal government is turning away unaccompanied children at the southern border without medical treatment, even though more than 1,700 are believed to have contracted the COVID-19 virus. We're not even halfway through the year, and some are really frightened about what the future holds. They're confused. They are perplexed. They're wondering what to do next. And one thing that most people are doing is they're telling somebody. We're talking to people about what's happening in our world and how we are affected by it. But who we tell says a lot about who we are depending on. One thing life will teach you is that you can't tell some things to just anybody. I spend a lot of time on social media and, and I'm often bewildered and appalled at what we will publish for the whole world to see. It's indicative of the fact that we all need somebody that we can tell our things to. Well, in that regard, I am truly blessed because I know that in Jesus, I have someone I can talk to. No matter how bleak the situation may be, when I talk to Jesus, I know that I will get results. When I tell Jesus, it's just a matter of time before help is on the way. Our text today reveals a tragic situation. A terrible injustice has been done. John the Baptist has been killed for speaking truth to power. Herod Antipas, the Tetrarch of Galilee, had divorced his wife and took his brother's wife, Herodias. And John openly criticized the king for what he had done. He could have remained silent. He could have taken the position that this is none of my business, but he was dedicated to promoting God's holiness in the world. And because of that dedication, John publicly opposed the king. And as a direct result, John was put to death by the authority of the state. Now, John was a good man and he had a large following. And no doubt when news of his death had reached his disciples, many were terribly upset and they were bitter and they were angry. People being as they are, it's logical to assume that there were many ideas about what should be done. Some, I'm sure, wanted 
revenge. Some, no doubt, suggested violence. But it's worthy of note that before they did anything else, the scripture says they took up John's body, they buried it, and then they went and told Jesus. My brothers and sisters, no matter what we are going through, it's always a good idea to tell Jesus before we do anything else. There's a lot wrong in our world today, and a lot of people have a lot of ideas about how we can have our grievances redressed. Some are marching and rallying and strategizing and organizing, and that's good. Others are destroying and looting and burning, and that's not good. But can I tell you that before you commit to doing anything, you need to go and tell Jesus. Consider this. It's a whole lot easier to talk to Jesus when trouble comes if you've already been talking to him before the trouble came. I've learned that, 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 that when you deal with people, people sometimes only want to talk to you when they need something from you. In the pastorate, I found that there are some folk who don't give me a second thought until they need something until somebody's in trouble, until somebody's in jail, until somebody has died, until somebody is in the hospital. And then when they call you, they don't know what to say. Often they had to call somebody else just to get my phone number. But I've got a friend that I've been talking to for years. And I make it a point to talk to him all the time. I talk to him when things are going well, so I don't have any difficulty talking to him when things start to go poorly. I don't need to ask anybody for his number. I know how to reach him, and I find comfort in knowing that he's always there for me. These disciples of of John the Baptist made a wise decision. They made a spiritual decision. They made a decision that was helpful and not harmful. And as we look at their decision, we can be helped if we're willing to consider it from a spiritual point of view. First, they needed to tell somebody who would help them to do the right thing. Hear me today. They needed to tell somebody, but it couldn't be just anybody. It had to be somebody who would lead them in the right direction. And so they decided to go tell Jesus. My brothers and sisters, when you need to tell somebody, you need to know who to tell. If you tell the wrong somebody, you can end up worse than you were before. There are a lot of people who pretend to like you, but who actually are glad when something bad happens to you. I've had some tell me, I'm sorry about what happened to so-and-so, but they weren't all they were supposed to be know-how. You remember Job's friends, don't you? They went to see about Job, and 
They were supposed to be there to give him comfort. But the way it turned out, they blamed Job for everything that happened. And my brothers and sisters in life, there are people who can specialize in telling you all about what you did to mess up what you were trying to do. There are people who specialize in blaming you for the mess that you're in. That's why before you tell anybody else, you need to go tell Jesus. This is what John's disciples did. They they, they went and told Jesus because they knew that he would help them to do the right thing. Then right on the heels of that, I want you to consider this. Jesus responded to the news spiritually. When Jesus heard what had happened, what he did might seem strange to those who don't understand spiritual things. Remember, these were followers of John the Baptist. It was their leader, their idol, their man of God who was killed. To them, this was the worst thing that could have happened. To some of them, this was a tragedy that they didn't think they would ever get over. To some, God wasn't being fair to let such a terrible thing happen to such a good man. But when they told Jesus... It seemed like Jesus didn't even care. Bible says when he heard the news, he went off to himself. He didn't even say, I'm sorry. He didn't say you have my deepest sympathy. The Bible says he got in a boat and went off by himself. And when he came out of the wilderness, a crowd was waiting for him. And when he got to the crowd, he healed their sick. And shortly after that, he fed 5,000 men besides women and children with two fish and five loaves of bread. Now, my brothers and sisters, there's a message in this for spiritual people. These people loved John and Jesus loved John. But, but these disciples didn't realize that this thing was bigger than John. This business wasn't about John. This was God's business, and God's business had to go on. Hear me today, church. God's business is bigger than any individual. What's been happening across this country and down through the centuries is tragic and it's terrible, but God's business is bigger than these tragedies. David told us in the 11th Psalm, God's business is putting things right. God's business is that he loves getting the line straight, setting us straight so that once we are standing tall, we can look him straight in the eye. Whenever we start to think that this is more about us than it is about God, we have missed the point entirely. It may have been that John's disciples wanted something visceral from Jesus. Perhaps they wanted Jesus to ingratiate their anger. Perhaps they wanted Jesus to sustain their indignation. But Jesus knew that they needed something more than the visceral. They needed something spiritual. And my brothers and sisters, what was true then is true today. When we tell Jesus what we're dealing with viscerally, we ought to let him direct us spiritually. Spiritually. 
I came to Jesus as I was. Weary, worn, sad. But I found in him a resting place. And he has made me glad. Leads me to my final point this morning. By telling Jesus, these disciples were given a new purpose in life. John had been a powerful preacher. He had done great work, and what he preached was essential. He came preaching repentance, and surely we all need repentance. Repentance involves more than most people realize. Repentance is not just being sorry, but repentance involves change. Repentance always involves turning from something and turning to someone. And because John's message was one of repentance, he had a great message. But Jesus came with a ministry that went farther than repentance. Jesus came with a message that involved service. He fed the hungry and he gave sight to the blind. Jesus came with a message that involved limitless love. He loved his enemies and blessed those who cursed him. Jesus came with a message of hope. For I heard him say, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus came with a message of personal sacrifice. And he wasn't just the bearer of the message. He was the embodiment of the message. Early one Friday morning, he went to the cross and he died for our sins. They hung him high and they stretched him wide. He stayed on the cross for six long hours until our sin debt was paid. And, and then he rose on Sunday with all power in his hands. And because he has all power, I can tell him anything. Because he has all power, I can tell him everything. Because he has all power, I know that he's able to make everything all right. Hymn writer put it this way a long time ago. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I can't bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. All my brothers and sisters, as you deal with what's going on in our world, as, as we come to the midpoint of 2020, not knowing what tomorrow will bring, can I tell you that the best thing you can do is to go tell Jesus Put it in his hands. Watch him do for you what no other power can do. If you learn to trust him, I declare he will bring you through. I must tell Jesus All of my trouble
Passionate. 